you ever lift your head up from your phone, look around, and think to yourself, my God, everything is weird. Well, we do a lot. This is the Observation Station, a unique, entertaining, and hilarious podcast. If we observe it, we talk about it. Anything and everything. Anything and everything. Let's get weird and let's have some fun. This is the Observation Station. And now your host, Tommy Heights. All right. Hey there, food enthusiasts and curiosity seekers. Welcome to another episode of the Observation Station. I'm your host, Tommy Heights, bringing you the scoop on some of the most fascinating topics out there. Today, we're sinking our teeth into the world of competitive eating. It's a sport that's as much about mental toughness as it is about an iron stomach. So grab a snack because this is going to be deliciously intriguing of an episode. So, let's get into the first segment, a bite into history. So, let's start with how it all started. Competitive eating roots stretches back to festivals, fairs, where a pie-eating contest were a fun community event, but it wasn't until the 4th of July Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest hit the scene that its quirky competition started gaining real traction. So this contest started in 1916 at Coney Island and has become the iconic 4th of July event. It draws crowds and viewers from all around the globe. I can tell you what, I remember when Kobayashi back in the day was the king of the hot dog eating contest and all of a sudden we had the guy that hit the scene, Joey Jaws Chestnut. And if this guy isn't an athlete, then I don't know what is because they put this stuff on ESPN. So, I mean, let's get real here. We we need to get this guy a, a gold medal for the Olympics or something like that, some kind of event. So, in the early 2000s, competitive eating really exploded onto the mainstream scene. So, networks started broadcasting these food battles, turning eaters into something akin to rock stars. It's not just about hot dogs from oysters to sushi. The variety is as wide as the appetites of the competitors. So Joey Chestnut, Takeru Kobayashi, they're just not two names. They're legends in the competitive eating world. I was actually looking on YouTube of all the different kinds of foods. People are doing, you know, burger eating contest, pizza, Joey Jaws Chestnut is a legend in not only hot dogs, but I think there's other foods that he's champion of. I just don't understand it where these guys get cheered on like uh, by, I don't know, a whole crowd of people. And the funny thing is like there's nothing really to like flex with your muscles because you just see the guy just, just like opening and closing his mouth in an aggressive manner walking out to loud rock music. It's like, okay, I guess this is the best you're going to be able to do to hype up the crowd, <laughs> you know. So it, it's more than just eating fast. But what does it take to be a top competitive eater? It's not simply gobbling down the grub. 
the, the competitors actually train rigorously, focusing on techniques to e- increase stomach elasticity, perfecting their chewing and swallowing methods, and even mastering specific breathing patterns to optimize their performance. They're athletes in their own right, with a diet and training regimen that's as unique as the sport itself. Actually, there was a guy when I was first watching years ago, I think it was when Kobayashi was still on the scene, where he was a, I don't know, some independent rapper that had his headphones on and was literally just bobbing his head the whole time where the announcers go, this is so-and-so, he, he's actually a rapper. What he's doing right now is getting hyped up on his own raps in his headphones. You think to yourself, where do they even get these damn announcers? I mean, find, find a, a better person to talk about here because there's no way that you're going to be able to hear this music whatsoever, so there's no concept of actually understanding what the guy's saying. And this guy's like 500 pounds, so how is this guy not winning? It's actually the skinny people that have it where they're just downing like 40, 50 hot dogs in, I don't know, is it like 10 minutes or something like that? There's no way that you can take a look at these people and say, yeah, that is one healthy choice to be eating 45 hot dogs in 10 minutes. Only in the United States is this a federal holiday event that people sit, watch, and say, hey, look, this is something we look forward to, is uh, the eating contest, Nathan's Hot Dog Contest. It's streamed on ESPN of all places. These people have jerseys with their last names and numbers on the back of it as if they were real athletes. Only in the United States would this ever happen. So it's crucial to talk about the risks Competitive eating is not without its dangers. You can have from choking to the potential long-term gastrointestinal issues. Competitors know these risks and often work with medical professionals to minimize them. It's a high-stakes game where the thrill of victory must be balanced with the respect for one's health and safety. So the community and culture of it... it I mean, it isn't about just the individual eaters. There's a whole community behind the sport. From dedicated fans, you got forums and clubs where aspiring eaters share tips and stories. The culture surrounding the competitive eating is as rich as the food they consume. It's a world where camaraderie and competition blend deliciously together. So you think, where do we go from here? Well, as we look into the future, competitive eating is only getting bigger. The YouTube format is probably going to be a much better way of doing things instead of having huge networks putting on eating contests because that costs a lot of money and the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating is pretty much the only publicly televised event where it comes to this. YouTube, live events, anything like that. I've seen some events where you're like, this actually exists, so... Anything now where people can just get on YouTube and watch, uh, where somebody with just like a camera phone can live stream the stuff, it's really the best way to get as much consumption of this kind of stuff as possible. I mean, look, I myself am not going to be watching this all the time because it's really, to me, not something that I find fun to watch more than just kind of the the 4th of July and maybe... if. (laughs) If you're just watching and there's like, yeah, pie eating contest, you're like, okay, you know, whatever. I mean, 
this is just something kind of funny. I mean, I love to have it. And this is the whole beauty of this observation station is all you do is take an eagle's eye perspective of different angles of society. That way, people can come in and say, hey, this is the episode I want to listen to because that is what they're talking about in this specific segment. We're going to go anywhere. Nothing is uh, where we're not going to be talking about it on Observation Station that we can have an angle to have a comedic and educational touch to it. So, as like I said, as we look into the future of competitive eating, it's only getting bigger. The contests are popping up worldwide with social media. The the these guys have large platforms. Then they they've never had this many eyes that can be just watching this from any corner of the world. The question now is how the sport will evolve. Will we see new regulations, different kinds of food challenges, or even technology playing a role in how these contests are held? So there you have it: a full course on the world of competitive eating, the spectacle of human endurance, strategy, and let's face it, a bit of culinary madness. So whether you're a fan or still on the fence, it's hard not to be impressed by the dedication and skill of these extraordinary eaters. And speaking of extraordinary, don't miss our next episode where we dive into the world of creative minds. We'll explore how creativity works, and we're just going to have it where you can take a look at how different people think, so it's not just what is in your head. It's going to spark some fire into your mind of saying, oh, these are how the top minds think in the world. I can maybe adopt this into my day-to-day life. It's going to be thought-provoking, a journey for you to perfect uh, some things that might be missing, some gaps that need to be filled. You know where they're at, so... That's all for today's episode. Thanks for joining me on this gastronomic adventure. I'm Tommy Heights, reminding you to keep your mind open and your curiosity alive. Until next time, stay hungry for knowledge. All right, take it easy, everybody. You've been listening to The Observation Station. We find everyday life and everyday situations hilarious. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And be sure to tell a friend about the show. That would help too. See you next time on the Observation Station.